0: Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast, and this is your host, Tim Madden. How is everybody doing today? Hope you are well. Let me do a little update here and get us started all right well hey welcome to the executive career updates podcast with me myself tim madden and hey i'm so glad you're here we go live each week inside the executive career network which to my knowledge is the fastest growing career network on facebook we are now approaching 6200 members or you may be listening on itunes or spotify each week we deliver tactics and strategies to help you with your mindset your online brand helping you get on interviews, convert those into offers, which is actually what we're gonna be talking about today. And hey, salary and negotiation, and how to be successful when you do land this next role. So if you're not a member, highly, highly encourage you to join that on Facebook. As always, do me a favor, if I say anything of value, if you have a light bulb go off, if you know a friend or a business associate who may benefit from this, share this podcast with them and do me a favor, hey, leave me a review. Okay, before we get started, just a couple of announcements. Number one, congrats to former ECU member Anzar Hassan for accepting his role. It was actually, it just pinged on LinkedIn. He got a call out from Jack Welch Management Institute. He is a grad there. And he just accepted a new role as the vice president of strategy, digital, and innovation at Wells Fargo. Anzar, wish you the best of luck in your next role. He's been in there for just about thirty days now, I believe. And hey, if you're tuning in inside the executive career network, hopefully you saw recently Sandy who got hired. And Sandy said, "Okay, when you're trying to break through to these higher levels, just like I said on a podcast, um, you know, a couple episodes ago, be prepared to go on lots of interviews. If you saw his testimonial video where he had a massive career transformation, he works at UPS now." Um, increase, but if you watch that video, he went on, you might not believe it, so you might have to check out that video, 50 interviews in a month, which produced, I think, six to eight offers, and he ended up at UPS. This is what you're dealing with in today's society right now to find a job you love. I wish it was easy just to go on one, two, a couple interviews, and hopefully the stars align. I hope that happens for you. Most of the time, it doesn't. And big congrats to Bob who just accepted a role as a procurement leader. He went on about 20 interviews as well. It's not that these people are bad at interviewing or need a lot of help at interviewing. It's It takes a lot to find that next position where you're gonna have a massive career transformation and career growth, right? So if you've been in the marketplace for 20 years, which most of you have, right? There's still many more levels that you can break through if those are your career goals, everyone's different. If you need help in your career, the the page is now updated. Go to execupgrades.com backslash podcast to see how we can help you get on interviews as well. All right, last important announcement before we get started. Everybody listening, pay attention to what I'm about to tell you, because this is so important. We don't know what is going to happen with all of this craziness with the economy right now. We don't know if more lockdowns are gonna come. Some states have implemented it. Some are pushing back. Who, who the hell knows what's gonna happen? But here's what I can assure you, okay? If lockdowns happen, companies will freeze up. Offers will get rescinded. There will be more rifts. There will be more freezes. So if you've been thinking about a career search for a little bit or you've been trying for a couple months dabbling because you, maybe you don't hate your job enough or whatever your current situation is, hey, guys, we keep it real on this podcast. It is now time to get very serious. Okay. While coaching directors, VPs, and executives last year in the midst of COVID, it was the hardest time to get a role. So many people were fighting for jobs because there was rift and there was tremendous competition. Okay. The economy is doing well right now. If more lockdowns, and I don't know, right? I'm not an economist. I'm not a government official. I don't know if they're going to happen. If they do, things are going to get bad in the career search. So I strongly encourage you, if this is important to you, okay, take this very seriously right now. And make your next move sooner than later or get help. All right, let's get into today's podcast. All right, have something super special for you. I haven't told Raquel, who helps me manage these podcasts, but we're going to start an interview series over the next couple episodes, okay? I want to make sure, I want to make sure when you're going on these interviews, you avoid these things. Let me know if this has happened to you how much did you make at your last position? What are you trying to make? Hey, we we think you're great. We'll call you. And all of these pitfalls that happen, not knowing how to manage an interview, not knowing how to pitch yourself, what questions to ask, how to overcome objections. Guys, stay tuned because I'm going to deliver some great content for you. So in thinking about where I see most people struggle, number two is probably objections. Okay. Maybe we'll do that next next week but number one just the overall framework of what should you be talking about on an interview okay where most people think okay is i'm gonna sit back and answer all their questions but people stop calling me that is not the way to handle it so today on today's podcast let me go ahead and put it up if you're watching in the ecu right now episode 4 using powerful questions to convert interviews to offers. So do me a favor. If you are going on your next interview, I want you to know now there's only two things that you really, 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 really need to be focused on. Number one, the company needs someone to do said tasks, manage technology, be the CTO, manage leadership, training, development, finance, sales, et cetera they need someone to do a specific task. Number two, they probably have some challenges that are currently in their business or business unit that they need solved, which is the only reason you were on that call. So if you get on the call and they ask you a bunch of behavioral interview questions, behavioral meaning, Tell me about a time you had to deal with the disgruntled client. You answer their 10 behavioral questions and get off the phone. I'm telling you right now, that is not a good interview. That is not a good interview. So how do you ensure one key component of having a good interview is you need to do two things. The two questions are regardless if you got a referral to the decision maker, regardless if you have a friend who works in the company, regardless if you talk to the recruiter already, regardless if you have a 10 page job description, you need to ask on every single interview, the recruiter, the hiring manager, his boss, the CEO, you need to say, right? Say you're talking to the hiring manager. Hey, I read the job description. I talked to the recruiter. I have a pretty good understanding of what you're looking for, but can you tell me what are you really looking for? What are the key priorities? What's most important for you for this person to accomplish Right when you bring them on board? And then what you need to do is where everyone fails, you need to be quiet and you need to listen like a true consultant does. That's what we te- teach in the Executive Corrupt Grades program. How can I interview like a consultant and not a job seeker? Because job seekers don't get hired. Consultants do. Because I assure you. How do you know what to focus on? All these people are saying, oh, I got to prepare for this interview, prepare for this interview. We don't know what's most important. We don't have time to go through the three-page job description with the person and tell them we have every line-by-line item. Typically, there's only a couple things that they're really looking for. Let me just make up an example. One could be we need to uh, retain top talent, just making. Just making some stuff up. Retain top talent. We need to ensure we continue to hire good people. And we need to make sure uh, that we have a, we, we really need to revisit our training and onboarding program because people are failing. Again, it could be different things for technology, sales, operations, training, and development, but let's just say the three things. When you ask the hiring manager, okay, let me repeat the question. Hey, John, thanks so much for taking the time to meet with me today. Hey, I read the job description. I have a pretty good understanding of what you're looking for, but can you share with me what are really like the three top key priorities that you're really searching for someone to accomplish and be successful in this next role? Be quiet. They are going to tell you what is most important to them. As this example, I just named off three things. They're going to tell you what these three things are. Now, even after prepping people who have had very successful careers, global leaders, guys, have been in our program, top CEOs, people targeting their first six-figure job, guess what? The framework is the same because that person who's hiring you has these things that he's really looking for. You be quiet, you write down these things, and then you tell him through storytelling. Some people call it the star method. Some people, I call it storytelling. Because the past is a good prediction of the future. What do I mean by that? I want to show that person. I don't want to tell that person what I'm going to do. This is where most people fail. I'm going to tell that person how I've already done that successfully at another organization. Right? The way I'm going to break this down is I'm going to start with number one, if you're taking notes. The specific situation, we'll come back to these. Number two, the problem or the task. Number three, the solutions you implemented or actually what you actually did, what you did. And number four, what impact said things had on the organization or AKA the results. For instance, hey Tim, we need to retain top talent. I'm gonna break this down for you, okay? We're gonna retain top talent. We're going to hire, we need to hire good people and we need to train them. John, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I know retaining top talent is super important for growing organizations like yourselves. Making something up. At 10 years ago, specific situation, 10 years ago when I worked or five years ago when I worked at IBM as a director of technology, I led a team of 50 professionals and we implemented these things. Notice how I talked about a specific situation. Most people just dive into the how-to. Yeah, I've done that before and I did this. No, give people relevancy. Think about a movie, right? What happens when you go to a movie? There's a beginning, a middle, a cliffhanger, an end imagine if you rolled into a movie and you were like right in the middle of it there's all these actors they're in combat you're like hey what's going on it'd be weird right so give people some perspective first number one specific situation hey i worked at ibm and i did this 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 number two we're not talking about a problem or a challenge we will soon we're talking about a task task here's what i found to be successful when trying to retain top talent to achieve whatever. Number three, what did I do to do that or what the solution was? This is gonna be different, right? Hey, I did quarterly counselings. I found out what motivated people. I did this, I cared, I, I did these things. Whatever you did, right? Number four, what did that result in? Because of my ability to retain top talent. We got this done ahead of schedule. We saved probably $300,000 in talent acquisition costs. We did this. We developed a mentorship for junior leaders to move into senior level roles. This is how you answer every single question on an interview. And logically, it's the only thing that makes sense, right? If you're watching comment below and say, "Yeah, Tim, that makes sense. If you're watching in the ECM, right? Number one, I'm going to walk him through a specific situation. Number two, I'm going to say, here's what I found to be successful while trying to achieve this number three, what I actually did number four, as a result, X, Y, Z. Now let me share some pitfalls with you, not talking about the results is the only thing that sets you apart in the marketplace. I recently, you know, I was prepping a CTO. Matt, you're the man. Still at that company doing great things about 18 months ago. But this this just sticks with me so much because he's meeting with the CEO, right? And what were they talking? The the CEO was talking about dealing with disgruntled clients for high-end software uh, development packages. Okay? And Matt basically did this. He handled one, two, and three very well, but let me share something with you. Tell me how much more impactful this would have been. And thank God he got the job. Good job, Matt. But he said, hey, I know what you mean. Dealing with disgruntled clients, da, da, da. Here's what I found to be successful. Let me tell you, uh, this client kept trying to change stuff. We already had an agreement signed. Hey, this happens in business. Here's how we, we got that client on board type thing, right? But what he failed to mention, while he solved that client's problem, what he failed to mention is, let me know if any of this resonates with you, Uh, what he failed to mention is that client actually bought more stuff over the next four years, okay, Uh, totaling to $5 million. Do you think the CEO really cares about being able to handle a customer and their complaints? Or being able to have long-term retention of a key client and build them another five million dollars, so that individual can grow their business. If you are, if you're missing perspective, if you're not talking about the task, if you're not implementing how you fixed it, if you're not talking about the results, it is going to be very difficult for every, for you to get placed in a senior leadership role. Specific situation, task, the solutions you implemented, the results, the results, the results. Most people talk about theory all the time. Let me give you an example. Hey, um, who just commented below? I'll give him a call out. Ryan, what's up, Ryan? Or, yeah, Ryan. Imagine, Ryan, (laughs) you're sitting there, right? And you forget the results. You forget the most important thing. Or here's what happens all the time. You're given a concept, right? The concept is, hey, Brian, talk to me about your leadership philosophy. This is a common question. And people think, well, I'm just going to talk about my philosophy. You got to motivate people. You got to hold them accountable. You got to find out what, you know, all of these things. You got to take cultural norms and differences into play. Yeah, I got that. Remember, the past is a good prediction of the future. So let's reframe that a little bit. Specific situation, yes, when I was a member of the U.S. Army, uh, my last role in da-da-da-da-da time frame, I was in charge of 200 people. Number two, task, here's what I found to be successful when motivating very large teams. Number three, here's here's how I actually motivated these teams and here's my leadership philosophy in action. And because of my leadership philosophy, these are some of the results. We got best in this, best in this, save the company money, increased efficiency. Handle every single situation like this. The second most important question while you're on an interview that you have to ask every single time. Okay, What are some of the challenges in the technology department that you're dealing with right now? They're going to tell you what some of the challenges are. Maybe hiring's a challenge. Maybe they're trying to save money. They're trying to stay within their budget. They're trying to hit timelines. Okay. So again, hey, what are some of the key challenges that you've been dealing with for some time or the challenges that may, you may see a rise in the next future? Zip. Tim, we can't hit our timelines. We're having problems staying within our budget turnover has been killing us put on your consultant hat turnover specific situation hey when i worked at forge in indianapolis as a director of operations i was in charge of I'm giving people perspective right so they can resonate with the story i'm telling them i was in charge of you know 1300 people and the whole region now this is number 2 it's not a task it's a problem here's what I found to be successful while trying to combat turnover in fast-growing organizations. Or you can give them more of a scenario, okay? We had a similar problem at Forge. The turnover rate was, you know, 18%, and it was killing our profit lines, which was affecting our ability to So here's what I implemented, the solution, what I actually did. What's the last thing we talk about anybody? The results. The good news is after I implemented you know, X, Y, and Z, we were actually able to take turnover right, down to 12%, saving us about X amount of money and you know, overall increasing the bottom line, which is I know what... You know, I know you're you're focused on turnover, but that's actually directly associated with cost and growth. Would you agree? Yes. This is how you are a consultant. This is how you are a consultant while you're on these interviews. You use this storytelling star, whatever you want to call it. You give people perspective. You repeat what you're talking about. You talk about the solutions you implemented and you give numbers when possible. And you talk about results hopefully quantifiable ones. All right, everyone. Sorry. Drop my pin. You talk about quantifiable ones. If you can't quantify it, that's okay. At least end with some type of quantifiable, well, not quantifiable, positive result. So say we're talking about culture or say we're talking about things where we don't have a 10% efficiency or we didn't save $200,000. At the end, if you don't know what to say on results, you could simply okay put this in your memory bank. Hey, because of my ability to implement this, this, and this, it just had a massive positive impact on whatever I'm talking about, at least, at least you're, you're planting that seed, right? Saying, Hey, because I implemented these things, there was X at least some type of positive result, even if I don't have numbers some people say oh, i don't remember what the number was hey did it did turnover decrease yeah great say and turnover decreased um you know s- substantially at least you're letting them know there was some type of positive result there okay yeah absolutely so we got a message in the executive Career network if you're a member hey we'll answer your questions live so Praffle, hopefully I pronounced that right, says, hey, Tim, tech companies typically ask, how would you solve this particular problem? Remember, the past is always a good prediction of the future. So how would you solve, how would you solve X problem? Right? Maybe you've hopefully asked for a little bit of clarity. Hopefully you have that. Hey, that's a great question. I think the best analogy to give you is when I worked at Wells Fargo, as a VP of strategy and digital da da, da, da da, in 2015, I was managing a team of about 200. They were global employees. Um, the, the, the similar, um, I was cast to solve a similar problem inside of this type of enterprise architecture, etc. Here's what I found using this methodology that have been successful when solving similar problems. Maybe I'm sure if you're a tech guy, tech guys love framework, right? Step one, identify this. Step two, here's what we do. So hopefully you have some type of framework of your decision-making process that you can walk them through. Because let's be honest, Prathil, if you've been in IT, right? If you've been in IT for a little bit, okay? Is there really any question that they're gonna be able to ask you? right, that you're not going to be able to answer, right? Have you dealt with high turnover? Have you dealt with a myriad of technological uh, difficulties, challenges, right? You've already dealt with all this, right? And I see, yeah, hey, thanks for being a member of the executive current network, vice president of project product management, right? For, and you've been in doing business I see since 1995. So can we just both make a good assumption that if you are a member of the Executive Career Network or you are listening to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify right now, what question could they possibly ask you which you have not dealt with throughout your career? Probably none. Use your past experiences to your advantage. Use your past accomplishments and achievements to your advantage. So if they're, let's recap this. You guys ever dealt with training or onboarding programs? Probably. You guys ever dealt with having problems retaining top talent and trying to figure it out? Probably. Using my examples from earlier, right? Hiring good people, timelines, budgeting, turnover. Any of you guys dealt with this? Who's listening to this podcast right now? Any question they ask you, you've already handled before. The problem is you guys try to wing it and gals or sorry, you men and women and superior business professionals, right? You try to wing it while you're there. How have you been a successful leader? How have you been a successful, um, Profile, I I know you're still turning in. When you're talking about your project or a product management leader, right? Are you winging it when you're trying to deliver a new product to the market? Absolutely not. You're using your years of experience in a proven process to deliver it successfully. Interviewing is the same way. Here's the problem. They don't teach it anywhere. You don't learn this in college. You don't learn this in corporate America. These are additional skills that you have to develop on your own, right? Guys, if, if you've been following me, Okay, for a while, if you look at the testimonials on my LinkedIn, if you look at the success videos that we've had, right, I'm not just saying this to brag or whatever, I'm saying, go take a look at senior successful leaders, global $4 billion quota at Apple, and go through, right, like a lot of them didn't know like a successful interview framework. If you don't have that, how are you going to be successful? And some of you right now are going on potentially a dream job opportunity, and you're not prepared without framework. The analogy I give people is like I'm a military guy, I'm a prior military officer, very proud, proud military family. Dad was 32 years, uh, Ma, you know, stepmom was in forever, brother. Um Two brothers on, on, uh, in the Army, one works for exec career updates, um, two, his name's Casey, and two sisters still on active duty. The reason I tell you this is some of you guys, an analogy I'll give you, is you're going to combat right now, and you don't know how to fire your weapon, you don't know how to reload, your weapon's not sighted, and you don't know how to call for help. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to battle that way. I want to practice a thousand times. So by the time I get to battle, no matter what is presented to me, I know what to do. Here's the important part without thinking. That's why we train so hard in the military. And that's why people complain so much that we do the same exercise over and over again. We want it to become second nature so that if we're driving in a convoy overseas and our convoy gets attacked, we know immediately what to do. He's calling for help. He's the medic. We're return firing, right? We return fire before we perm. We practice all of these things thousands of times. And here you guys are going on interviews for upward mobility moves that companies you're excited about with no framework and no practice. It's madness. Take control of your career. Know what you're doing can obviously tell I'm very passionate about this I want everyone in my network on this podcast to succeed and each week I'm committed to delivering some tactics and strategies to aid you through this process and hey if you've got any value leave me a review on iTunes if you if you if you want additional help because you listen to this podcast and you know man I need some help with interviewing Tim I got some interviews lined up I thought I knew what was going on and I don't and I don't want to mess this up to, to prohibit me from converting these interviews into offers, you can go to execupgrades.com backslash podcast book a call with myself or the team. So we can share with you, um, some ways that we might be able to assist you in your career. I know we have another question and he says, how do we know while not giving the keys to the kingdom? I've seen, um, uh, companies, interviews to get ideas on problems. They, they are, they are stuck on. Yeah. So, Here is the basics, what I'm sharing with you right now, I'm trying to give you value um, per full on the framework, right? Now we can all agree, this is just framework, but there's many different subsets to even things I'm trying to teach you right now. So I would tell them, right? The same thing with an effective go-to-market strategy. Hey, when I'm delivering go-to-market strategies, these are the five things I know that you have to have. One, two, three, four, five, but hey, let's be honest. Let me give you an an analogy. Even if I give you the best workout program in the world, if you don't follow it, if you deviate it, like even even the workouts online, you're never going to push yourself as hard with the coach, or you could be doing the exercises wrong. If it was that easy, they would just go download some type of framework off of Google. And hey, if they needed more from the framework, that's why they should hire you. So here's what I like to do over deliver while you're on these. And, you know, some people might just be looking for free advice. Hey, you you know what? Giving people free advice just like this, right? Has always served me for my career. You know, that's why I do this podcast. Number one, I want to help people. I want to get my name known, right? And if people need additional help, I want to be here. That's how you should be too. Which by the way, those are the most successful people in the world right now. Look at Tony Robbins. I'm not comparing myself to Tony Robbins, guys. Profil, do you see what I'm saying, though? Right? Just give them enough of the framework, but you know, you're not gonna. Let's think about this. If they're if they're trying to do a large acquisition or large go-to-market strategy, how much value are you going to be able to give them? Surely, you're not going to be able to solve all their business challenges inside of a you know 30 minute interview, with introductions and closing and questions, right? So best advice, just provide that framework, okay? And then it's always good, guys, I'd like to add humor, guys and gals, sorry. Um, I'd like to add humor while I'm on an interview too, right? So if I did the framework, you could say something at the end like, hey, and if you have any further questions or want me to elaborate more, I'd be happy to do that. And if they do tell you to elaborate more and say, hey, John, I just want to let you know if you're looking for consulting, I charge about $300 an hour. When can I start billing you? Ha, 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 right? It's it's okay to be like, you know, kind of humorous during interviews. It just, people are so tense, right? If you listen to the podcast a couple of weeks ago, right, people are so skeptical to hire people because they've made lots of bad decisions before. So they're always going to second guess it. So adding a little bit of humor here and there is really valuable. Yep. Melissa, that's going to be a whole podcast. So Melissa asked, How do you respond to providing them with your minimum salary requirements when asked? I wish there was an easy way to answer this, but this is going to be a whole podcast. Maybe we'll do that next week, so tune in. So, hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Executive for Upgrades podcast this week. Again, if you need help getting on interviews, if you've been thinking about making a career move for a while, if you have issues with your mindset, If you need your resume and LinkedIn branded better, just to start promoting yourself as an industry leader online, go to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Hope to see everyone next week. And uh, hey, share this with a friend. Have a great week, everyone.